So I will probably never say this again, and you should be glad that it's recorded, but I have to say you were right. I like the sound of that. (laughs) You don't even know why. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I still like the sound of it. Now, please enlighten me. Why am I right? Um, you know, with some recent events this week, specifically certain entanglement issues, I have come to the conclusion that some women are not always the best at taking accountability. You said it, not me. Yeah, I don't even like the fact that I'm saying it, but it's just, I rewatched the interview with Will and Jada and I was like, Oh, like, I wish this wasn't the case, but it is. And I don't know how to reconcile that. Just to clarify, it's not that I think women are just bad at Mm. (laughs) accountability. (laughs) I think most people in general are bad at accountability. But I think specifically when it comes time to owning up to your own actions, I've come to notice that women more often than men, sometimes they spend a lot more time explaining away what they did and less time actually acknowledging what they did or, you know, apologizing. Yeah. Side note, I was watching this movie. It's an old movie with Zac Efron. I think it's called The Lucky One or something like that. And basically there's a scene in the movie where the main female character is apologizing to Zac Efron's character and she apologizes and then goes, you know, I'm in this space right now and like (laughs) all these things are happening and I just like... I saw it and I couldn't help but think, oh, like you're doing it. And it's wild because once you hear it and you notice it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. (laughs) And I think with Jada Smith, there are so many moving pieces to that whole thing. And that's not even really what we're talking about. But I think that whether or not you agree with their relationship or whether or not you have ideas about their relationship or what it even is or the contractual agreements they've made or not (laughs) made. (laughs) Um, It's a weird way to describe a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't even know what arrangement they have. (laughs) An entanglement is what they had. (laughs) Yeah, they actually have an entanglement. The whole talk, like talking around an issue Mm -hmm. instead of just like seeing it head on. Right. That's the part that I found. I just don't trust her. Like she just speaks in a certain way where it's like. Circumventing. Yeah. (laughs) She's kind of the queen of that. But it's funny because I think that, yeah, like no matter how you view whatever that is that they have together. (laughs) 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 At the end of the day, you can't look at that interview and not be like, why can't you just speak plainly about what happened? You know? I I would like to know that. I mean, the memes. She's basically the female future. Stop this. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching this live too from the spoken word poet. His name is Ezekiel Zanmu and he's a believer. And he basically said... Um, You can do it. (laughs) He basically said, Jada Smith has sold Will the idea of a marriage (laughs) that she subscribes to, but but is not ultimately what he wanted. Yet, she has made him believe that it is what he really wants, even though it's not. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because there are actually Red Table Talk episodes where she says, you know, I never wanted to be married. And he always did. And he wanted something for his family with her that he never had with his previous wife. I think her name was Shuri. And it's funny because, yeah, like Ezekiel's like, yeah, like he was sold this idea of something that he never wanted. And like the way she talks about it is like convincing him that it's what he really wants. But you look into You can see the pain in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you look into his eyes and he just seems so soulless. (laughs) (laughs) I don't man, know. Man's going through something. I don't know. I think really what it kind of made me think about, and it's an idea that you brought up 
with regards to other things going on in the sphere of celebrities, this idolization or elevation of celebrities is like this ideal thing we should aspire to be like. And I think that their relationship was put on this platform of like, this is goals. And like, you know, in the J. Cole song and that line that didn't age well. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not at all. That data and that will love, you see them as this powerful couple in Hollywood that are thriving, you know, black excellence, yada, yada, yada. And when things kind of fell apart in people's eyes. And again, like to some people, nothing fell apart. What she said and how they explained that whole thing is perfectly fine and yada, yada, yada. But for other people, it was really disappointing and people had expectations of them that weren't met. And I think it kind of speaks to like how we view celebrities and how we, I don't know, we attribute them to some level of godlike status that I think is just so misplaced. And it's the reason why we're disappointed. It's like what you said in the last episode or the episode before, we're disappointed because people don't meet our expectations. No. Like I think we're living in a time where the idea of celebrity is falling apart. Like it's crumbling beneath our feet. The death of celebrity. Yeah. I think that's what needs to happen in society, especially just everything that's going on the past month. We've seen time and time where celebrities have disappointed us. Like Mm -hmm. every time I see Terry Crews trending on Twitter, I just know I'm like, what did he say this time? And (laughs) it's like a lot of people may have like looked up to him, but then Mm -hmm. you see him going on rants about, you know, we got to make sure black supremacy isn't a thing, Mm -hmm. even though literally no one was asking for black supremacy. We're just asking, you know, to be safe from police. Yeah. I guess maybe because he played a cop so much on TV, he's kind of thinking (laughs) thinking like one. (laughs) But yeah, it's clear to me that we need to stop idolizing celebrities because the fact of the matter is they are human beings and they will continually disappoint us. Facts. In the past few months, the amount of times where famous people that I follow have like done stupid things or like have fallen from grace, so to speak. (laughs) If I were to really put them on that level and actually idolize them, it's like I would be crushed every time someone does something stupid. Like not that I would criticize Connie to a level that a lot of people do, but Connie says stupid things all the time. Or Mm -hmm. Lana Del Rey, who a few months ago said, not that I think her original statement was bad, but then like her response to criticism was just even worse. Then you got like in the gaming community, Zero, one of the most popular Super Smash Bros. players. He recently admitted to asking underage girls to do things he shouldn't have asked them. And for me, it was just like, damn, he really did that. Yeah. Unsubscribe. Simple (laughs) as that. But then see a lot of people in the community that are supporting him. They're like, he was such a good person for the community. He'll move past this. He'll get better. You know, also follow him. And it's like some people just can't let their heroes, they just can't let them go. Yeah. I think when people do bad things, we need to be able to let them go. I agree. Though, not to say that like just because someone does something bad, you know, forget about them. They don't exist to us anymore. Mm -hmm. But when it's truly bad, sometimes you do like, you know, R. Kelly or (laughs) when it's to that level. It's interesting because I've always looked at celebrities in a similar vein that I do capitalism, and that might sound strange, but in the sense that celebrities are only celebrities because we buy into them. Yeah. Like, the platforms they have are the platforms that we've given them, and so the power that we've given them through supporting their art or whatever it is that they do is ultimately ours to give and should be ours to take, in a sense. Like, the platforms platforms that they have are the ones that they've gained through the support of masses and I think when they do truly problematic things that we should be able to remove their platforms and keep it pushing and support those who are worthy of support who are actually doing things that are honorable in the world who are making changes 
and not like drag our feet trying to redeem these celebrities. <laughs> like if they want to change their ways, that's on them. Yeah. Why should they have our support to making some sort of wave? And like this is this was years ago, but I remember when Justin Bieber was smoking cigarettes and there were a whole bunch of girls on Twitter who were like cutting themselves for him to stop. Just the strength. Yeah, like it was so bizarre. And he was like, stop cutting yourselves. Like, I'm not going to stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, he said that? Yeah, it was Damn. something along the lines of that. And it was just like, he's like, I know it's a bad habit, but like th- that response doesn't even make sense. And I, yeah, it's just, again, it's it's that well, like. Well, he definitely should have said that. But to stop smoking is much harder than people realize. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a, this is a very low success rate of actually quitting. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me. I don't know if he said that verbatim, but something along the lines. He 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 addressed it. He addressed that people should stop doing that. Yeah. And he basically didn't stop smoking. Like it it didn't really change much. But I do think the public pressure on celebrities either is acknowledged or ignored. And I think we live in a time where it is being more acknowledged. And you mentioned the whole thing with Lana Del Rey and like the backlash she got about comments she was making and Twitter came for her because they're like, oh, you're making comments about black women who are killing it in hip hop. But in a different sense, like Holly Berry recently took a role to play a transgender man and the trans community gave her a lot of backlash and essentially she stepped down from the role and apologized. There was so much around that, around like acting and representation and things like that. But she responded to the pressure. And so I think that's an example of how like in this time, the magnifying glass is stronger, but we're also pushing them to respond more appropriately to the expectations that we have of them. I think especially now, with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of famous people have been kind of pushed to, you know, show their support. And because of that, I guess we've kind of collectively realized that we can actually push people to do certain things or Mm -hmm. we expect them now to respond more than ever to our expectations so like we need them to be anti-racist we need them to be not problematic and do problematic things we are holding them to a standard and we are expecting them to comply in every single way so it's like even if you as an actor or an actress or whatever feel like you can kind of just do whatever you in your personal life need to be conscious about all of these things and then that needs to manifest in your work so like for example even if holly berry is saying i'm a supporter of the lgbtq community holly berry as a person society and like the culture is now saying well you gotta do that same thing in your role in your job i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because if you are an actor and you're working in the industry you would want your work to kind of be responsible like if you're like, think of like what Anthony Mackie was recently saying about working for Marvel and all the movies he's made. It's like the company has put out statements because of the movement, but at the same time, he's seen a big lack of diversity, not necessarily just from like the actors who are hired, but a lot from like the production companies, not just the actors who are cast in these parts, but just the people working in the background. And on one hand, in your personal life, you want to be a certain way, but that standard should apply to your work. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This is really random, but it kind of makes me think of Marcus Brownlee from MKBHD, who basically called out brand ambassadors who claim to be ambassadors for like Android phones. So Gal Gadot, who was a brand ambassador for Huawei. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and then it was like, but she was tweeting sponsored posts from her iPhone and you could see that. And it's kind of the idea of like saying you're for one thing, 
but in the background, like being for something completely different. <laughs> it's funny because he's become the person who calls out people who are sponsored by certain Android companies and their iPhones. Yeah, actually, I was watching a video of his and he's like, my full time job is not to call out people <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> Although there was one where I think like someone was called out, but to their credit, they took the photo of their new Android with their iPhone. Yeah. They needed a phone to take a photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call-out culture is interesting to me. We're definitely in a time where calling people out is normalized, like whether it's for doing a sponsored post from the wrong device or it is for doing something problematic in the workspace. I do think that calling out celebrities and you know, whatever it is, whether you believe it's right or wrong, it's becoming more normal. You know, like no name who called out J. Cole. Oh, definitely. But I think even better than calling out J. Cole, her calling out Beyonce. And of course, she, <gasps> she got a Beyonce? lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people weren't happy about that. And I mean, the beehive, <laughs> you never. <laughs> because like she's anti-capitalism and she doesn't believe in the hoarding of wealth. Mm. So but Okay, here's my thing with that. And I've had this thought about musicians. Do you consider musicians capitalists? Because they're not selling a physical product, at least not anymore. Well, because they have a lot of capital. It's not about how they make their money. It's the fact that they get to the point where they can actually hold all that money. So it's like for Jay-Z to be a billionaire and well... Because for me, I feel like the issue I have with capitalism is the exploitation of workers. If no one is being exploited, then I don't have an issue with someone amassing a great deal of wealth if they're using it responsibly. Well, her point is she's all for the redistribution of wealth. It doesn't necessarily matter how make that money this is a topic for another podcast but i don't even know if i would say that they're wealthy versus rich but that's something we can parking lot (laughs) sure but if you are Mm anti-capitalism then generally you want a system where it wouldn't even be possible for someone to become amass that much wealth right so yeah she criticized beyonce or no she didn't necessarily criticize beyonce it started with a tweet saying how if I forgot who it was, but she was saying this other person, if only they had like the same level of fame as Beyonce, Mm -hmm. kind of like for her work and all that. And they came at her and she's also retweeted several things saying how, you know, Beyonce shouldn't have the vault that she does. And people did not like that, but she was perfectly fine calling them out. And then she later clarified, it's like, you know, like, I don't really care who it is. Insert like rich person here. It's (laughs) like basically the idea that none of them should be that wealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, she's definitely not above calling out celebrities. But I just feel like, again, I don't blame them for having what they have. I blame the culture that buys into them. You know what I mean? Like, I well, just... I get what you're saying. The thing is, she wasn't necessarily calling out Beyonce. It's just using her as an example. Mm-hmm. But the way people came in droves to defend Beyonce, people were like, well, what about you? Like, why don't you give up, like, your money and all that stuff? And she's like, I don't own a house or a car or whatever. All I own is, like, $15,000 in furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and some people were like, oh, well, doesn't matter. Like, open up your purse and donate money. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah, but... but... In... But then that's tricky because how can you call out someone really wealthy to give money? Yes, they have more to give in your eyes, 
But it's like, if I'm not giving money, I'm also not calling out other people for not giving money. That's just not who I am. <laughs> but again, my whole thing is like, she wasn't calling out anyone specifically. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that people felt that way, that she was, you know, attacking Beyonce. So they came for her. <laughs> so you're speaking to the fame of Beyonce. It's not a, an individual thing. It's more of like it's a system structural. thing. Yeah, or a structural thing. It's funny, like people accuse her of being anti-Black or whatever. And like this one funny tweet, she's like, oh, after a tweet about Beyonce, she's like, let me quickly make a tweet about like Kim Kardashian. Otherwise, people are going to come for me and say I'm like, I'm racist or something like that. That's a really interesting thing. And I do think it's on the vein of celebrity idolization and how we have them on this ivory tower. Beyonce does have this crazy fan base that... I think she'd really have to do something crazy to be, quote, canceled. I think that by virtue of having fame in certain platforms, like people are willing to defend people to the death. You could say the smallest thing and someone's whole fan base will come for you. And (laughs) it does speak to, I think, more than money or riches. It speaks to fame and what it can mean to be famous. And how, like, that's not necessarily true for everybody. Like, there are certain celebrities who don't have that level of fame, yet we would still consider them celebrities. You know, I think of someone like The Weeknd, you know, he makes his music, but then like, that's pretty much it. You have to be famous to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a celebrity to be famous. There's this idea that you have to be a celebrity when you're famous, but some people just do what they do and that's it. Like they don't chase after like that celebrity status. They don't they don't mm. put themselves in the public eye. And I think The Weeknd's like a great example of that. A lot of people don't even know what he sounds like because he's done like almost no interviews mm-hmm. in his entire career. And he's been making music for like 10 years, if not more. There are a few others actually I think of when I think about that. Like I think of Sia, who also yeah. lived her life out of the public eye. Dave Chappelle, who we mentioned. But even Beyonce, I, I feel like Beyonce doesn't live a lot of her life in the public eye. She's really famous, but I don't think she necessarily would fall into the same celebrity status as someone like Kim Kardashian. Maybe earlier no, on in her not career. Necessi- yeah, definitely not, not compared anymore. to Kim Kardashian, but she hasn't done interviews in years. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's celebrity because like she became famous because she's in the public eye. But Kim Kardashian's brand revolves around yeah. <laughs> celebrity-ness. <laughs> yes. She couldn't have made her money unless she was a celebrity. Precisely. Whereas Beyonce, I don't think does. No. She just drops an album and then goes back into her house, wherever they live. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I don't even know why people idolize her the way that they do. I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't. Is there any other fandom that is stronger than that? Like, Yeah, no, I don't think that there is. The funny thing, though, with Beyonce, and I think that you can maybe even run the parallel with Will and Data if we're coming full circle, because I think that Beyonce and what's her husband's name again? Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Imagine being called Beyonce's husband (laughs) when you're worth over a billion (laughs) dollars. Yeah, Beyonce's husband, whoever he is. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Beyonce and Jay-Z, when they had their marital issues, while I think the difference perhaps because Jay-Z addressed them and, you know, the album and all that kind of stuff, but it definitely wasn't received in the same way. Like, I don't think their relationship was idolized, if that makes sense. Like, as a power couple, they're definitely revered. But I don't think anyone was like, oh, Jay-Z, what a horrible man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think that people were just like forgiving and accepting and they moved on. Whereas this whole entanglement is just so different. I don't know if people moved on. Really? Well, okay. Jay-Z has a different image than someone like Will Smith, especially with his background and having been a rapper. 
I don't think anyone looks at Jay-Z as, you know, like this wholesome guy. Whereas <laughs> Will Smith, we see him on TV, but like we also associate a lot of his character with him and Fresh Prince. Mm. Um, it's like we haven't like seen him grow up mm-hmm. and he's always been like this wholesome guy in a way. Whereas Jay-Z Chi on his wife, people are like, oh, you know, that's just a rapper doing rapper things. Which is so problematic. <laughs> People definitely don't see him as a wholesome guy and conservatives will be the first to remind you that he's just a rapper who used to be a drug dealer. Whenever they make some sort of political statement, they'll be like, he's basically reducing him to nothing. I think that's another thing. When we have certain expectations of celebrities, when they go against our ideas of them, it becomes harder because Jay-Z cheating, that's just Jay-Z cheating. Like we don't put him that high. We don't hold them to a high moral standard. (laughs) But for example, the popular Super Smash Bros. player that I brought up earlier, he was seen as like a very wholesome guy. When he talked about controversy in the community, he was never really for that. He was always trying to be positive when he found like younger players who were very good or like prodigies. He had this like team he was kind of put together to kind of like sponsor them get the tournaments and all kind of stuff he was like always positive like doing positive things for the community although we didn't know the terrible things he was doing behind all that but when someone is on that level or we see them as like wholesome or whatever when they actually do terrible things or we find out that they're not who we thought they are it hits us a lot harder it's like imagine if the mr rogers of the gaming community you Mr. found out that, that like he's a child predator yeah <laughs> you would be devastated mm-hmm. whereas if you found that lot i know someone else you didn't think of that highly you're like i'm not even surprised imagine if someone like tom hanks or mr rogers or like bob ross or whatever like it turns out that they are just terrible people <gasps> because <laughs> because we put them in such high esteem it kind of hurts a lot more we don't idolize them in that way we can just like oh well turns out they're a terrible person like next <laughs> yeah basically like there's some people that do terrible things i'm like oh well i don't know i'm not gonna lose sleep knowing that someone else did something terrible It's Mm -hmm. like, well, they did what they did. There Mm -hmm. are other people that I can follow or subscribe to. I do think the key thing, going back to the point about Jay-Z, is he took ownership for what happened. And I think he was more accountable, perhaps, than than Jada. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I, I do think a huge part of whether or not you are redeemed or whatever not that it's our job to redeem people but i do think a part a huge part of that is like the accountability factor yeah and oftentimes that's missing very few people ever really take accountability or you know they'll get like fake apologies it's become a thing where it's like we expect people to apologize for what they did wrong but it's like i feel like just the expectation of that apology because you're kind of forced to do it mm you never really get something that's sincere. Just a thing that I got to do as a celebrity, you know, like I got caught cheating. So now I got to put out a statement, mm-hmm. but. Oh my gosh. Do you remember when Justin Timberlake was like too close to that female co-star? That, that whole thing was stupid. Yeah. But no, you're right. I do think it's like a subtle layer of disingenuity over the apology. Changing gears to someone who has never subscribed to the idea of celebrity really and truly um are you voting for kanye (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with that statement but Mm. you know i'm not american but wait wait wait. Mm. you don't agree with which statement the one about voting or the one about him never subscribing to the idea of celebrity oh him subscribing to the idea of celebrity you think he does well it's hard to say what he thinks but yeah i don't know i think he definitely does subscribe to the idea Hmm. but at the same time i think he doesn't necessarily care 
you know, obviously he's married to someone who, as we said, does subscribe to this idea of celebrity. But in this sphere of his life, in this time where he's running for president, I just don't know if that fits in. Like, it's just weird. Maybe it's just the duality of Kanye West. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that should be a book. <laughs> you should write that down. Someone write that down. In some aspects, he definitely, like, he's not on social media or rarely. Mm -hmm. on social media even on keeping up with the kardashians like he barely makes an appearance doesn't he hide when they're filming i think i've seen some clips of that but in some aspects he doesn't like to be in the public eye but then in other aspects he does right and he definitely touches upon that idea of fame and being celebrity on his album uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i think he kind of like wrestles with that idea Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't think anyone will ever really understand Kanye. I mean, I agree. I don't know if everyone's meant to be understood. No. But what I do think is interesting, specifically with that, like this idea of wrestling fame and whatnot, because someone like that, someone who isn't necessarily understandable, although you could make the same argument with Donald Trump, I wonder what that says about the fact that he's running for president. Do you see him as somebody who should be in office like should he even be president like i don't know i don't think it could be any worse than the current president of the united states but i definitely support the fact that he wants to run why because it makes a lot of people angry wow i'm (laughs) shook well it makes a lot of people angry for the wrong reasons so for that reason alone i would definitely want to see him run like here's my thing and he kind of touches upon that in his interview but a lot of people think that you know the democrats are just going to get the black vote or that they're owed that and here's my thing if you're in a position where kanye west can run her president and you're going to lose votes for him then how viable of a candidate are you really It's like, if you're really scared that Kanye's going to take your vote, then you really need to reevaluate your campaign. That's, yeah, I can't argue with that. (laughs) And there's also the idea that people keep saying he's going to split the vote. Well, because there was an article that was going around and one that I actually reshared a segment of, because I believe it was in 1992, there was this Texan billionaire who basically took 19% of the vote. (laughs) And then in the year 2000, there was a Green Party that took less than 3% of the vote, but they were blamed for costing Al Gore, the Democratic presidential nominee, uh, the presidency. So in history, you do have these situations where overlapping ideals cause for the vote to be split well i mean we see that a lot more in canada with like the ndp liberal yeah yeah. i think the idea that he's going to split the vote or at least split the vote in the way people are thinking is problematic because a lot of the policies that he's put out would be considered conservative so why is he not going to split the conservative vote why are people saying he's going to split the democratic vote and The basic reason that people are saying that is simply because he's black. People think he's going to get the black vote. And I find that very offensive. For one, you're basically saying this black man cannot in any way get white people to vote for him. He's only going to get black people to vote for him. And you're also saying that, you know, black people are just going to vote for black people. Or that black people are going to vote for Democrats. Yeah. Or like people who are left-leaning. To even have that thought, that means you see black people as being Democrats by default. No matter how right-leaning their policies are you're just going to you know push them to that ideological belief mm-hmm. and like Kanye kind of touched upon it's like one of the reasons why he even likes the republican party is 
because he didn't like the idea that someone told him that because you're black, you have to vote Democrat. Yeah. Which is kind of insult for Joe Biden to open his mouth and say, Oof. if you don't vote for me, you're not black. <laughs> yeah. For that reason alone, I want him to run. There is something I think alluring about supporting someone who is in many ways a nonconformist. <laughs> yeah. And that is Kanye. But I do want to say something about splitting the vote. The problem in America is people keep bringing up that argument, you know, we can't split the vote. We got to come together and vote for the lesser of two evils well, so we can get this guy out of office. There but, are many <laughs> problems with America. Let's well, be clear. Yes. <laughs> but it's like for decades, that argument has been said, you know, we got to vote for this guy because we don't want this guy in office. And then it's like, you know, this time we'll get this person out of office. And then next time, you know, we'll vote for who we want. Right. But that's literally been happening happening for like a hundred years at some point you actually have to go out and vote for who you want and not just vote for lesser of two evils because at the end of the day you're just gonna get more of the same a vote for kanye west is not a vote for trump a vote for kanye west is a vote for kanye a vote for trump is a vote for trump a vote for biden is a vote for biden you can't just push this idea that you know, you're throwing away the vote because that discourages people from voting for who they want to vote for. Let's say Kanye would split the Democratic vote. But if enough people actually came out and voted for him, that would tell people there is another possibility. Maybe they didn't get it this time, but maybe next time some other candidate who is not just like the same politician that we've gotten year after year, maybe this candidate might actually be able to get more support. And when people actually see that it's a possibility, yeah, they will actually vote who they want for. And then at some point, that might actually be enough for this person to win the election. What's interesting with that, and I think it was actually clear in the 2016 election because Hillary did win the popular vote. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, the Electoral College. But I'm like, the Electoral College was around when Obama became president yeah. and when he was reelected. So you do see how that margin makes a difference and how... The fact that that election had such a low voting turnout was so indicative, one, of the fact that Donald Trump became president, but two, the fact that even a marginal difference could have actually made Hillary president. And I think when you look at something like that, you do realize more people need to vote in general, but yeah. I also think people need the opportunity to vote their own interests. And I just feel like those who would be voting for Kanye might be people who wouldn't have been voting anyways. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which, with the system of the Electoral College, could very well take away the presidency from Trump. Um, that country is just messed up in many ways. Literally a nightmare. It's funny, though, because I feel like we're at a point now where we'll take anything or anyone. And I say that because there was recently a Twitter video that you sent me of this man speaking to like a, a panel in Syracuse with the mayor and other government officials. And um, King Bach on Twitter reshared it. All the comments were like, elect him, make him something. It's like <laughs> someone literally just speaking facts or someone who is enlightened or who isn't just unaware, or uninformed about what's going on. They're like, elect him. I remember being in like a first year humanities course and saying something in a class to a prof and everyone started clapping. And people were like, in my tutorial, people were like, you should run for prime minister. And I'm like, no, like, no. But not why not? See, here's the thing. I think we've come to a point where we realize that the system that we have in place isn't working for us and hasn't been working for a long time. I think that's pretty much why Donald Trump won. Just some random celebrity, but he came in, he's like, you know, I'm different from these people. And then that was enough. People were like, you know, we don't like what's been going on before. 
you are different. So we are going to vote <laughs> we'll you, you and put you in office. I agree with that, but I don't I don't like the idea that our expectations are so low that someone with a brain <laughs> is the first person we want to slot into a role. And to further that point, Michelle Obama is a great example. Everyone's like, she needs to run. She needs to run. She's like, I don't want to be president. That's not my game. Like our standards shouldn't be that we just need someone who's remotely competent and smart to run. We need people who actually want to do that job to do that job. Why are our standards so low that we want to throw in some 17-year-old girl from Markham to be <laughs> prime minister? That makes no sense. But, but maybe the people who want to do the job are the bad ones, you know? <laughs> if maybe it says something about You're people who wrong. want to do the job. Maybe they're just power hungry you know <laughs> they're the kind of people who abuse their power but the person who doesn't want it you know those are the people that <laughs> I actually don't disagree with that though I, I mean it's I, a common tv trope but yeah you're not wrong i do think that people who are capable and smart should be in those positions and we should also be encouraging people who may not consider that as something that's viable for them or people who are used to the status quo being in a certain position you know pale male and stale and we should encourage people outside of those categories to assume those roles because that's how we see change i just feel like i don't know anyone with the brain and some sort of platform were like put him in put him in and i'm just like i don't know if that's the way <laughs> <laughs> But I think more than that, it's really important, like really, really, truly important that everyone right now who's listening rates our podcast. <laughs> 100%. Mm -hmm. Where can they go to rate our podcast? Apple Podcast. And if they're feeling really generous, they can also leave a review. Even better, even better. But you know what's even better than leaving a positive review for our podcast? What? My new announcement. I will be running for president of the United States in 2020. Right. So you, a Canadian citizen, is running for president in 2020. Exactly. Exactly.